With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, Jerry Bailey with us, the Hall of Fame jockey, two-time Kentucky Derby winner, and Jerry's part of NBC's uh, five-hour Kentucky Derby broadcast, which begins Saturday at 2.30. The Hall of Fame jockey joins us. Now, Jerry, welcome. How are you? I'm great, Mike. How about you? Good, thank you. Jerry, what are you expecting weather-wise tomorrow? Uh, Saturday, <laughs> two days. I'm a day above four. You what know are you what? Expecting? Actually, it's, it's, wet. it's raining now lightly. It's right. supposed to rain all day tomorrow and off and on. And actually, even though they're going to get quite a bit of rain on Saturday, the forecast is by like 3 o'clock, 3.30, 4 o'clock, partly cloudy, maybe even some sunshine for, for the Derby. So the track, though... You know, listen, they have the best crew in the nation here in terms of trying to squeeze the water out. Right. It could be wet at 1030, really wet, and it could be fast at, at 4. Um, so it depends on when the rain stops and if any more comes an hour and a half, two hours before the derby. And they can seal it, and it can be lightning fast, that track, yes. They will, they yeah. will compress it, Mike, with yep. these tractors. Most of it will run off, and it's amazing how quickly they can get this thing fast. However, I will tell you, for handicappers, the more it rains, the more they squeeze it down, the faster it gets. So even if it gets dry, it will be very compressed and very fast. Now, for guys like you who are really smart race riders, how how changeable will it be, and how late in the day would you have to race to know which part of the track was best? Well, you actually don't even need to race, although it helps to know if the inside is better than the outside. But you need to watch because if speed starts holding, even if we're not riding, we're in that jock's room watching. Yep. You know, and you can tell the characteristics of certain riders, guys that usually kind of sit back and wait. If, if they're looking to get to the lead early, you know, they've picked up on something. Even if you're not riding, you can watch them. All right. Well, first of all, what do you think of the overall group this year? What, 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 how would you describe the overall crop that are in this race? I, I guess the word I'd use is parity, Mike, because of a couple reasons. You know, there have been many that have shown brilliance, and then, you know, the next time they run, they're terrible. Uh, and there's reasons why, but nobody's been consistent throughout the spring except one horse, and his name is Gervin, and he wasn't running as fast as these. He's been in Louisiana, and he, he won uh, two or three preps in a row, but now he's had foot issues through, through this last week and a half or 10 days. Um, so, you know, the, the two-year-old champ last year, Classic Empire, he showed up at Gulfstream early, and the Holy Bull, he looked terrible. He's sweaty, he was skinny, he, just, he didn't look good. He ran a, a very dull third. And then he comes up with a foot issue, a back issue. Then he, he, he wouldn't even work out. He refused to work. I mean, he'd get on the track and just stop. Uh, they took him, Mark Cassie did a great job, took him back to his, his farm. He started working out well. He missed the Tampa Bay Derby in the Bluegrass, but he shows up in the Arkansas Derby three weeks ago, and he wins. Now, it wasn't a great group, but it shows he's back on track. The question is with him is, does he have enough foundation with, with one bad race and one good one in, since last November? And, you know, that's a big question mark for him. I gather Always Dreaming's last work was sensational. Uh, has anybody been more visibly impressive than he has been? Well, there's a story there. Yes, it was sensational, but he has been so aggressive here since getting here at Churchill Downs in the morning. 
that his trainer Todd Fletcher doesn't even take him out between the eight thirty nine thirty period. Wow. For the uh, reserve for the derbies, he takes him out at five forty five. They changed equipment on him because he was virtually running away with the exercise rider. So this could be this could go either way. Either he's just so darn good right now, right, and he can't wait to do it, or he's getting ready to go over the edge. You just don't know. What would that tell you, Jerry, about a horse like that? A horse that's on a muscle that much, what's he telling you? I mean, and how are you going to handle a horse like that if it's you? Well, well, it's it's bad to me because it's different. He wasn't like this in Florida. Gotcha. He was very calm. He trained well. But he was like in a very surreal surroundings at Palm Beach Downs. Now he's, he's in the atmosphere of excitement, you know, and a lot of people around. I would watch this horse in the, in the post parade. In the paddock, saddling in the post parade, if with 150,000 screaming people, if he's holding his composure pretty well, I'm not going to worry about a thing. I'm, I think he'll run like he's been running. But if he gets wound up, then I think the the electricity in the air has mentally affected this horse in a negative way. What's your thought about the pace? I don't think it's going to be killer. Uh, I think it's going to be on just on the borderline of honest because nobody is really a confirmed front runner. It now, really isn't. No, nobody's or, nobody who nobody's a, is absolutely somebody who's got to be on the front. That's for sure. Right. I mean, always dreaming in post five and state of honor. They were like second and third in the Florida Derby, the first part of the race, and then they kind of took it took the race over. Um, Mark Cassie, who has Classic Empire, has already, already stated that his other horse, State of Honor, he's not going to fight him. He's going to let him do what he wants. So I would expect him to be the pace of the race. But then what does Always Dreaming do if he's all wound up? You know, if he's wound up, it's going right. to be hard to get him back, settle back. So Iris Warcry, the Wood Memorial winner, I mean, he looked spectacular winning the Wood Memorial. And he were, here was a speed horse earlier in the year that Graham Motion, his trainer, has taught to settle down and relax off the early pace. And with a 17 post, it looks leave, like right? he can stalk whatever. Yeah, he, he's he, got to go. He will sit right off the pace and make his own luck. Uh, and 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 he definitely can can go to the front. He definitely has those qualities, and and he has been doing very well. As a matter of fact, no question. Jerry's talking about the uh, son of Curlin Irish a war cry. At what point, Jerry, do you think on the outside? Where I, I said to someone yesterday. I think if you're between 4 and 14, you're okay. Would you go as far as 14, or do you think even earlier it's too far outside? Well, 16 has been the most successful post position in the last 20 years. So, you know, it dep- a lot, Mike, a lot depends on the style of your horse. Like an Irish war cry, a classic him by 14, they're forwardly placed horses, naturally, uh, can, can be stalkers if they want. Right. So those kind of horses will just have a quarter of a mile run to the track, gently ease over, and get a three-wide trip at worst. And that's a great trip here in the Kentucky Derby going into the first turn. So, no, I don't think 17 is too far out with that kind of horse or 14 with Classic Empire. Yeah, Orb was out there. It wasn't Orb, what, 15? Was Orb 15? Something, something like that. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was out there. Yeah, and he obviously wasn't a horse that was going to run, you know, that was going to show that much turn of speed, that's for sure. So, uh, yeah, look, so, look, they said 17 is the only post that's never won. That's where Irish War Cry is. But in 2011 or 12, rather, I'll have another was in post-19, and it had never won at the time. And, and he wins. So, you know, that's a, uh, a statistical oddity is, is all that is. Is there anybody that you think is maybe a long set that's on the improve right now who's somebody that you think is maybe uh, really primed for a big effort on Saturday? Well, the horse, you know, there's always a buzz horse, Mike, yep. around the track Who is here, it this week? Know, and the buzz it's McCracken. He's training the best. He was undefeated and the favorite, you know, a month ago, a month right. and a half ago. Right. And then he ran poorly 
in the he ran third, but it was still a poor race for him in the bluegrass. Right. He's he could be flying under the radar. He could go from five or six to one to nine or ten to one, you know, right. which I consider under the radar. And he had been undefeated um, before before that loss, right? He had he was he had won yeah. every race before that, yeah. And, and and importantly, three wins and three starts here at Churchill Downs. So he likes the track. You know, these guys, it's not a group that has shown you a lot of unbelievable races, though. You know, usually you have where you'll see a whole lot of hundred buyers by the time they get here. You don't have a lot of horses that have cracked a hundred this year. You know, you really don't. So usually you think you're going to see, oh, you're going to have to show me a hundred somewhere before the Derby. Not this year. Not a lot of them. A lot of them are are under a hundred. Almost, almost all of them are under this year. You know, that's a, so nobody's really like giving you that crazy race yet this year. Only one horse in the field, Mike, has had two races over a hundred. There are both 102 buyers and that's Irish war cry. Yeah, well, you know what? To yeah. me, and that's and that's that means something to me. It really does. I because I think I think you're going to have to run over a hundred to win this race. I mean, it, it's going to take an oddity if you don't. So I got to figure you're going to have to run somewhere, you know, well over a hundred to win this race on Saturday. Now they're all capable of jumping up and doing it, but the question is, you know, which ones have already run that fast? Well, there's there's they're so close in talent. I believe that. It's it's going to be a, a, a horse that you like. If he has a bad trip, he's not going to be able to overcome that win. There's nobody in the field that's that's good, that is that good that can overcome a bad trip. So it becomes who you know realistically looks like they might have the friendliest, ground savingest, least trouble kind of trip. And it would be a horse that's fairly forwardly placed that doesn't have to be on the lead. Could be if he needs to be, but also rates very nicely. And if always dreaming behaves, he would be the one. I've heard if classic empire has has gotten enough out of that prep, he would be the one. And, of course, Irish War Cry, he definitely could be the one. I've heard some buzz on the Calumet horse this week. Even though he's coming out of the Sun Derby, which he won, and that was you know really his claim to fame. He hasn't even run in the grade one yet. But I've been hearing some talk about Hence this week. He's got to be a long shot. There's no question. Have you heard anything about Hence this week? Uh, my colleague Randy Moss has, has really looked deeply into this horse, and, and the Sunland Park Derby is a better race than a lot of people think. And he's he's coming to four pretty well, and he would stand a chance. He would be probably one of your long shot chances. Interesting. And, and, Good pickup. And Gervin, is that a horse that uh, you, you like what you've seen? Do you think Gervin is – you like Gervin, right? You think Gervin is as talented as anybody in this field? I did until about a week ago, and he developed a quarter crack maybe 10, 10 days ago, right. and he missed almost a week of training, which is Empire Maker missed two days, and right. it cost him the Kentucky Derby. So you miss a week of training, or at least you miss one work, and, and you don't show up at Churchill for a week. Um, and they've got the quarter crack patch on him. That's never good news for a horse. As good a horse as, as he is. That's tough. You know, that that is, really especially the young horse. That is tough. That is tough to deal with yeah, that. I agree. Yeah. And, and because I happen to know the owner, uh, one of the owners of, uh, of Always Dreaming. Uh, uh, so, uh, so it gives me somebody to root for there as far as someone I know has a horse. But, um, one of my neighbors. Who, Anthony? Or, yeah, Anthony. Or, or Anthony. Benny. Anthony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him he, the other morning. He was here. He's all pumped up. Yeah, he, he is. Very excited. Down. And he's a great guy. And he's one, he's actually a neighbor yeah. of mine. So, uh, yeah. uh, so you know, what do you think? Now, his last race was good. We talked about him on the muscle. Is there anything other than that you don't like about him? If he would, you know, no, I know. No, no. I like him that, a lot, would you like, Do you like what you see from him? Yeah, I do. I, I like him a lot. He's very talented. He's, he ran the fastest Florida Derby, I believe, since Ali Darren in 78. Right. Um, you know, so he's coming, he's really improving and he's getting better with each race. So 
in theory, he, you know, and it makes sense what he's doing. He's, he's supposed to be peaking right now. And the way he's been training, you know, like his eyes are coming out of his head. Maybe he is just peaking. Uh, and maybe they're just trying to gallop him too slowly. Uh, it would be a normal gallop, but maybe he just wants to go and he's ready for this race. Uh, like I said, I'm going to have to watch him in the post parade. And if he's got his, all his act together and he's calm, then yeah, I give him a big chance. And I'll tell you that it's amazing how, how much that unbridled strain how good they do in these races too. You know that if you go, if that unbridled blood, even you know, and you know these horses, some of them you rode, as you know, that come through there. But the bottom line is, those horses with that unbridled strain, they do a tremendous job in these classic races. They really do. They do. You remember unbridled one at ninety. Yep. Unbridled song. If he hadn't had such bad feet problems, he probably would have won. Very his talented. Year. That unbridled was a classic. Yeah. He really was. And you go, you know, because you go through that. You go through Empire, make it to Bodemeister. I mean, so that whole that group, that unbridled group, really. And then the Curlins have been very good. You know, his horses seem to be able to really stay around the ground and be able to get the classic distance too. You know, the Curlins to yeah. me are always very impressive. You got and very dangerous. Yeah, I will tell you one thing. You asked about the weather earlier. We'll circle back to that. If yep. it happens to be wet and sloppy or, or close to that, there's only one horse in the field that has won in the slop on this track. Now, there, there's been, I think, six or seven, maybe even eight, that have won on wet tracks, or at least have run on wet tracks. I think six have won, but only one on Churchill Down sloppy, and that's Classic Empire. Interesting. And, you know, usually in recent years, Jerry, the horses coming out of California usually are a good group. Now, this year, you're not hearing much about the California group as much as we have in recent years. So what do you think about the horse coming out of the Santa Anita Derby? Well, they had the best horse in the country out there in Mastery, winning the San Felipe until he got hurt right after that race. Yep. And then there was a big drop-off. So with him out, it was the Santa Anita Derby was one of the most uninspiring prep races that we saw a month ago. Uh, Gormley won it. Battle of Midway, if he hadn't been up on the lead fighting, fighting it out early, he could have won it. But it was a very slow race, and I, I would not expect the top three coming out of there to be uh, a threat in the Kentucky Derby. And Classic Empire, um, it's funny, with his credentials... You know, winning the juvenile, which I know isn't a, always a, a statement for the future, but to get here off that, I know he's had an erratic year, but this horse clearly has been well meant for a long time. Uh, everyone's expected good things from him. He's done good things, but he's not. People aren't in love with him. Uh, where are you on on Classic Empire going into the race? Well, he's a head case, Mike. I mean, and it's this not just this year. He came up to Saratoga last year. He was undefeated, and he broke out of the starting gate and made a right hand turn, dropping his jockey and heading for the barn area, he, out of the race. I mean, you know, out of nowhere this happened. You know, and then they put the blinkers on him, and Mark Cassie's done a great job. He wins the, uh, the Juvenile last year yep. in the Breeders' Cup. And, and then he's just been had so many odd things go wrong this year, from the foot issue, and then the back issue, and then refusing to train, and then all the missed races. Hard to win this race that training. way. Really hard to win this it, race with, that with way. With really one decent prep three weeks ago, it yep. is hard. Now, He's a champion, and you can never count champions out, but he's had a real tough road to get here. So do you think, if you were riding this race, what, what would be your expectations? Moderate pace that you think you might have to be a little forwardly placed because you're not expecting a lot of speed? Would you expect maybe a little more speed than, than, than these other horses have shown in recent races? What are you expecting? You expected, uh, what, what would you do if you, were, if, you were in a, if you were on, say, always dreaming? How would you play it? 
Well, I would hope to settle him down, but he's capable of taking the lead if he wants. I would expect the first half mile of the race to be 46-3 and three to, to 47, okay. which is honest. It's right. not fast. It's not slow. It's an honest, fairly moderate pace for the Kentucky Derby. Now, any faster than that, it'll be considered fast. But if I'm on a horse like Always Dreaming, and if I can somehow settle him into second or third, I'd love it. I'd love it. If I was Irish War Cry and I could be within a length of, of Always Dreaming or Classic Empire within a length of Always Dreaming and, and Irish War Cry, I would love it. Now, if I'm on, on McCracken or a closer like that or Gunavera, if I see those top-notch horses up there going smooth and easy and relaxed, then I've got to move early or I've got to move uh, uh, stronger when I do move. So it, I think it, it gives the advantage to the stalker that will relax. And that is definitely Irish war cry, but it could be classic empire and always dreaming. Uh, you Now, you were great at this. You, you were as good a jockey at putting a horse in the right place in a race as anyone ever saw. I mean, that was great strength of yours. Um, would you be more concerned if you're in the mid-pack with a, cha- with a horse that's got a decent chance? I don't want to put you on Irish mm-hmm. war cry because we know you're going to try for the front with him. But the bottom line is if you are, are you going to be more worried about the clock in your head that's telling you what the pace is, or are you going to be targeting a favorite and where he is in the race, or are you just going to be saying, I need to get my, ha- my horse in a certain part of the race? What's going to be your, your, your marker? Is it going to be time? Is it going to be a certain horse, or is it going to be just overall positioning? Well, I- I'm going to keep my eye on three horses. If I'm mid-pack, I'm watching Irish War Cry, Always Dreaming, and Classic Empire. They're all going to be within a couple of lengths of each other, so it's going to be an easy task for a rider in mid-pack. And if any one of those moves early, comfortably, I'm going. You're going. Okay. I'm going. Because uh, I can't beat him if I don't. Gotcha. And, and unless you know with the how good you are judging pace, unless you know for some reason they went crazy, which they probably won't in terms of uh, you know getting out and getting a suicidal pace going, but these horses probably aren't going to do that. Probably not. But, it's, it's, it, you know, Mike, a lot of times you don't even have to be good at pace. It helps, but you don't have to be, because if your horse is traveling very smoothly and nicely underneath you, and you feel like he's got a lot left, and he wants to take you up to those leaders, even though he typically doesn't do it that soon, let him. I mean, it's his day. On the flip side, if you're supposed to be within four or five lengths, and you're struggling to stay within six or seven, your day's done. You know, So a lot depends on how your animal underneath you is taking the race. It's, it's like golfing. You know, all right, we're not supposed to shoot. 75 are we mike but it might be our day i mean everything might just be flushing interesting and the bottom line is in this race in the stretch what is the key i mean you can't you know you're going to get unexpected horses you know you're going to get cut off you know things are going to happen do you want at a certain point get yourself to the outside as much as you possibly can i mean you don't want to you don't want to travel too much overland, but the bottom line is, how? what's the best way, the question is, to try and avert some of the craziness that always goes on in a derby stretch? The biggest thing you can accomplish in the Kentucky Derby, Mike, is to have your horse unbumped, unblemished through the first quarter of a mile. That run to the first turn, that craziness that happens. Right. If you can stay in your own little spot Free and not get that. knocked around... Yeah. I'm sorry? Free of that. You want to free, be free from the bumping that's going to go on to the first turn. Yeah, look, it. we walk down the streets of Manhattan, and, and, you know, when it's really crowded, people knock you around, push you around, it gets you tired. Yep. And these horses are the same thing. So if you can stay bump-free going into that first turn and not lose a ton of ground, be no more than three wide, 
then you can start going around horses on the far turn. But you can't be wide on both turns and win. I don't care. I mean, maybe Big Brown, uh, maybe Secretary, but other than that, no, you can't. And these horses are too closely um, talented. To, you know, there's not much separation between them. So you, you really, none of these horses can expect to go wide on both turns and win. Is this is this always, I mean, I would think this, but is this without question the hardest race for a rider to race in? Without question. We don't race against 20 horses. Never. Ever. I, I can't think really. of a time when you Not ever, you, know, you might get 14, but never anything. So that just the congestion itself and the excitement of the crowd, is the crowd an issue for your horses? You're not worried about that that much. Most horses it's not, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. Some are very fragile mentally, and it can affect some of them. You know, and, and listen, not just the jockeys. These horses haven't raced with 20 horses before. So, you know, they're going through this, too, this, this change. So what do you think? Wrapping it up, who do you, what's your, who's your favorite? What's the horse you think is going to have a big Saturday? If you gave me my choice to ride Mike, I'd ride Irish Warcry. I think he's just got so many things in his favor that, that, that make the job of a jockey easier. He's tactical. He can take the lead if he wants. I don't think he will. I think he'll stalk. Um, he's a push button. Uh, Graham Motion's won the Derby already back in 2011 with Animal Kingdom. So you know the trainer knows how to do this. Uh, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be afraid to ride Classic Empire or um, Always Dreaming. All, right. All three of those. With the, whoever has the best trip out of those, if I if Always Dreaming relaxes, leaving the gate and and gets in behind a couple links behind the lead, he's gonna be tough to beat himself. So you, you think you'll uh, know about him as he determined. warms up? Do you think you'll know about him in the post parade by then? Where he? Do you think he'll have told you where where he is in the, by the post parade? Oh, I think we'll know definitely in the paddock in the post parade. Okay. Oh, sure. Okay. So yeah. he he might be a handful in the post parade is what it's going to come down to, right? Yeah. If you see him jumping around all lathered up and yep. have to leave the post parade for some reason, you know, that's yep. not a good sign for him. That's not saying he can't win, but it's not a good sign. All right. Listen, good to talk to you, Jerry. Thanks very much. We'll chat before the Preakness. Enjoy your week. Okay, Mike. Take Thank care. you. Jerry Bailey, the uh, Hall of Fame jockey. So there you go.